Welcome to the Innovate IPM podcast. This is episode number 32. We're going to talk all about the legal side of tech with our guest, Mr. Joseph Giroudi, attorney at law. Joseph sheds light on the lesser understood legal aspects of emerging technologies, including within the engineering and construction fields. He does a wonderful job illustrating why it matters to everyone in the industry. So let's go with it. I am your host, Rob Williams. Today is July the 30th. The year is 2020. We are here to talk about the future of people, practices, and technology in the industrial, engineering, and construction world. What does that look like? What's the next one to three years look like? How do we adapt as individuals, as small businesses to the changing times? That's what Innovate IPM is all about. And I'm so happy you're here with us today. A quick plug for our sponsor, Advanced Planning Analytics. Advanced Planning Analytics is offering a $189 Primavera risk class that you can register for now as a relief during the COVID crisis. Take advantage of this, improve your skills. This is a one-day class leading you through examples of specific risk modeling techniques. And, uh, and there's a limited seating for in-person live training, but you can also attend with online access. Go to advancedplanninganalytics.com right now to sign up for that. And speaking of advanced planning analytics, uh, Innovate IPM collaborated with them during the month of July to offer a TIC estimating course taught by me. We have had um, active and engaged students from all over the world attend. We actually had a really good number of folks and we received great feedback on how much they learned and enjoyed the class. If you are interested in such a course, then what you're going to want to do is uh, reach out to us at innovateipm.com, and there uh, you fill out a form and let me uh, let me know what you're interested in, and we'll we'll get something together. All right, let's talk with Joseph about the legal side of tech. Ever since the invention of uh, agriculture and, and even humanity, I mean, we have witnessed just time after time after time technological developments um, that affect our whole life, you know, and in multiple ways, multiple ways. They could be positive. Heck, they could be negative. I mean, you got the airplane. That's a great invention. But then you got something more negative maybe weapons or whatnot. So uh, like I said, I'm going to be using that term net, new and emerging technologies. And uh, first, before we even get there, we got to define this word. We got to know what we're talking about. Okay. And my definition that I came up with after a little bit of brainstorming is it encompasses the most novel, advanced, and prominent innovations that are developed within various fields of current modern technology you know, current examples, AI, mm -hmm. you know, electric cars, you know, 3D printing. So. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And uh, no matter what their type, they're going to have serious social implications on the people and on the government. So that's why I'm here. And we see that a lot, especially surrounding technologies they kind of don't know to how to handle, right? Cryptocurrency being oh, yeah. one of them. How do, how do governments regulate that? And of course, this is 
This is something the Sammy Gerudi and I have spoken a lot about mm -hmm. on the podcast. Who happens to be your father? That's correct. Yeah, yeah, proud, yeah. Proud. Yeah, this is how we. Uh, this is how we network right here. You know, as we get to know each other, and we get to know everybody. So the other thing is uh, interesting to me when we talk about emerging tech and regulations. Mm -hmm. Cryptocurrency is a great example of that. I think one of the things that we see coming up in the engineering and construction world that's probably going to uh, have a big impact soon is autonomous vehicles. So we imagine things like driverless trucks bringing materials into industrial facilities. Like, what is that going to look like, right? So I can only imagine that, legally speaking, that's going to be some tricky stuff to maneuver around. Yes, and as always with all innovative technology and all nets, I mean, whenever it first comes out, it's great and it's working, but the government and, and the law is always so slow to adapt and to regulate it, you know? They're always behind. Yeah. Always behind. And so I'll give you a great example, guys. The drone, you know, the drone was out there. People were uh, saying, okay, now we're going to have deliveries via, you know, Amazon and their drone. And now, just now, five years later, regulations are pouring in. Now you have to get, get it registered. Now mm -hmm. you have to pay a certain fee. Yeah. You see? And so that's what I see happening in the construction world when those autonomous vehicles start you know, getting more numerous. You're going to have more regulations coming up, but it's going to be slow. It's going to be slow. Yeah. Well, and drones is a good example, too, because yeah. we're, we're seeing that already a lot in the engineering uh, and construction world. They're using drones from everything from surveying to tracking progress on jobs. Uh, of course, marketing materials, doing a lot of videos, showing showing these job sites and, and mm -hmm. using that stuff in their, their content creation. So all the FAA, now you have FAA involved. You have to get the permits, the drone operators have to be licensed to operate the drones over industrial facilities because they're, you know, they're, they're federal regulated facilities, no matter where they're at. Um, and, and at least in the United States, one thing y'all are going to, everybody in for that matter is going to run into when it comes to vehicles or anything of that matter or technology is going to be product defects. When you develop a product or when you're using a product in your, in your construction business, you got to plan for the 12 and who are those 12? Okay. The jury, the jury, the okay. jury. Okay. You never do anything without thinking about how will the jury hmm. give their opinion? That's an interesting, what is the jury going to think? Yeah. What is the jury going to think when they hear this phone call? What is the jury going to think when they think, when they see that I was presented two offers, should I use this truck and delivering material or should I use this truck? And then I used the less expensive. Was I being prudent enough? Was I being negligent? Because like I was saying, uh, even before the video, one of the most common causes of action in a construction claim is going to be negligence. Right. And so, hey, they're going to say you're negligent when it comes to that. So always plan for the jury. I mean, yeah, that's no, really that makes important. total sense. And, and and that's actually a really good exercise to go through as you're uh, moving throughout your your business on the construction site uh, and, and even in the engineering phases, for sure. So you say social implications. Give me some examples of social implications as they apply to these emerging tech. Yeah, so certainly, certainly. Some great examples would be, you know, traveling nowadays. When you're walking down through customs, several countries now are employing net as facial recognition systems, mm. kind of seeing who you are, identifying you. See, this is something that's touching our everyday life. Everybody is going to have to travel at some point, most likely. <clears throat> and it's going to touch your, you know, your schedule right then and there. Your iPhone nowadays, facial recognition. Yeah. This is this is massive 
you know, changes that we just can't even calculate. Right. That's how much it's impacting right. us socially. Hmm. Interesting. There's three things, three points where technology is really going to affect us. Okay. And I don't care if you're in construction or if you're not, even if you're just a little startup working out of your, your home. And that's the first one here is going to be privacy law. Okay. The law that regulates the collection, use, processing, and disclosure of personal information. Okay. Nowadays, we have apps on our phones. We have WhatsApp. We have third-party applications we've probably never heard of. Mm -hmm. And those developers there are collecting data. Mm -hmm. Right. And so under most privacy laws, personal information is defined as information which identifies an individual or allows an individual to be identified. So pretty much concerns about privacy can be broken into two parts. And that first part is concern about our security vulnerabilities. And the last thing you want is to have your data breached. Okay. And so with new technologies coming up, guess what? There's going to be new loopholes. Yeah. And there's going to be new ways to infiltrate. Mm -hmm. That's why I'll never, as a, as a business owner, use something that is um, doubtful or that could have any, any uh, you know, small amount of doubt when it comes to that. Because I don't want somebody coming in and taking all of that personal information. Social mm -hmm. security numbers, you know, project uh, protected, uh, you know, intellectual property. Right. And right. we have a lot of engineers who, by the way, become lawyers and then they work in both arenas. So that's, you're talking about trade secrets. Right. And that's something we're concerned about. The second is unlawful surveillance which is something that affects us all and that's social networks i mean they're surveilling us they're collecting data and then they sell that to those who want to advertise on those networks right nowadays we can go make an account on facebook make a business and then put a little circle on a map about who we want to target on mm -hmm. that ad and we can get right down to it and it'll show up on that person's mobile device I gotcha. mean, how crazy is that you can target their age you can target their gender if you're you know cosmetology products you want to target females you know whatever it is well we see this all the time right mm -hmm. so i'd probably speak for everybody who owns a, a cell a smartphone at this point it seems like you just talk about something all of a sudden you see ads oh my god about whatever it was you were just talking about <laughs> you're like is my phone listening to me yeah it's got to be listening to me and then you tell everybody you know my phone is listening to me because you're freaking out yeah. about this and 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 really it probably comes down to i'm not saying that it doesn't happen but it probably more so comes down to search history and things like that you're right yeah. they're absolutely capturing that, that not data. necessarily search history only or exclusively it also comes down to location because Believe it or not, Robin, your phone knows where you're going to be before you be there. 93% hmm. accuracy. Hmm. Okay, can you gotta you elaborate on that, yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's studies out there and I can get them you know, after uh, this uh, podcast here, but sure, you are so predictable and humans are so predictable that artificial intelligence has now cultivated the means to predict where you're even going to go with 93% accuracy. And if you say humans are irrational, it's predicted the irrationality. <laughs> oh, he's, they're going to be irrational now or now, now or now, you know, and this is, we actually, uh, <clears throat> This has been used when it comes to negotiating. Yeah, okay. So if we're going to talk about construction claims later, you know, in mediation, case after case after case, after inputting the data, they offered this, then I offered this, and then we came to this settlement. If you insert all of those offers and all of the responses and all of your counteroffers all into this data, you know, pool, the system can come back and tell you and predict your estimated settlement 
for your next case or your next lawsuit mm -hmm. before you even file a lawsuit. Hmm. Can you believe that? So look at that. Look at, you know, we were talking about phones. Yeah. And of course, it's a disservice to net. If we talk about emerging technology, we don't talk about smartphones. Sure. And now we're moving into settlements and mediation. And, and you're actually talking about predictive. Yeah. You're talking about predictive data, which is definitely net, right? Mm -hmm. um, yeah, but go, go ahead. So we're, we'll talk about... Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, as a lawyer here, I got to tie it in. So privacy law is going to be a big part of this. And now law is very state specific because there's state law and there's federal law, right? And right now, you know, we're in Texas. So right. it's going to be basically, you know, the Texas legislator limiting or limiting others' rights to surveil you and uh, all of that. So the second area is going to be the law of evidence. Now, when you bring a suit, not everything that you find can be just brought into court just like that, okay? So if somebody sues a construction company, right, for negligence or for a breach of contract, they didn't pay the contractor, right, or, or the subcontractor or whatever it is. Okay. Well, when it goes to court, you can't just pull up, you know, this set of data and bring it to court and say, hey, judge, take a look at this. Because there's something called the law of evidence and the law of civil procedure that you have to abide by. So as a lawyer, when you hire that person, they need to think, how are they going to make it admissible? Because everything now is not admissible until you prove that it is admissible. I'll just give you a very simple example just to show what we're talking about here. So if somebody wants to um, get divorced, right, um, as a lawyer, you need to bring evidence and you need to show why does your client get, why do you think they should get more spousal maintenance per month? Right. Okay. Okay. So what are you going to use? Oh, well, your client's going to say, hey, look, look at their Facebook post and look at, the, look what they messaged me here and there. So that's your evidence. And so that's yeah, your yeah, evidence. Yeah, yeah. But nowadays the books, the books that have the law, they don't address how you present social media posts okay. or messages or text messages, or you bring a string of WhatsApp messages. I mean, how in the heck are you going to authenticate this, which is a legal term, really? It's a term of art. So these are things that the hmm. law of evidence is going to now have to struggle with. Yeah, that makes you know? sense. And then even more so is somebody making a fake account so they can access your posts, right, which are initially private. Are you allowed to do such a thing or is it unethical? This is something where some judges have said, yes, it's okay. And some have said no. Hmm. Some say it's okay because you're putting it out there on the internet. Whatever's on the internet's, you know, fair game. And then some are saying, no, you violated not only my rule as a judge, you violated the ethics rule that governs you as a lawyer. And so now you're going to be disciplined too. Hmm. You might get a suspension. You might get a public reprimand. And so these are things that we struggle with when it comes to legal issues and how they relate to emerging technology. Gotcha. Okay, this, this is definite. This is at the heart of legal issues. So, that is incredible. Yeah. Well, yeah. we saw this too, right? We saw this with the Zuckerberg sitting in front of the Congress and and. Congress is clearly not understanding what a Facebook even does for a living, right? To anybody else on the planet, everybody knows that they sell ads and they're selling data and they're selling all these, you know, but the, the, the lawmaker was clueless to the, to the fact that that's how stuff works. So yeah, I mean, just to support your point, laws are slow to react. And, and it, it seems so are judges. Yeah, <laughs> you know? judges. Yeah, okay, man. I tell you but now, but nowadays I gotta say, especially in this county, the judges are—they're young, they're upcoming, and and they're certainly up to speed. And and I, uh, you know, I fully support yeah. that that legal system. Now we're gonna talk about copyright law 
or uh, patent law, which are two different areas. Okay. Okay. And now copyright law could be defined as the law that governs ownership and use of a creative work. So you've created something, you copyright it. But when it comes to patent law, mm -hmm. okay, that's going to be the right to inventions. Okay. So they're completely different, but they're different, but they're similar. So if you had, you had developed a software program mm -hmm. using nothing, nothing, you get the same ingredients as all the other software programs, you're copywriting it. Yes. And you yeah. would patent it too. Yeah, actually, you would do both. Okay. You would okay. do both. For something like that, you would certainly do both. And uh, I would be concerned about the unlawful use of the user-generated content created by that software. Okay. Okay, because to what extent are you copywriting it? And to what extent are others allowed to copy it hmm. but still be different? Interesting. And so this is where, I mean, I would always recommend somebody to go to a lawyer who, who is an engineer and is a patent lawyer or some patent lawyer who's not an engineer but has sufficient experience uh, in this area, right? And... Uh, I mean, this area of law is going to keep growing and growing mm -hmm. and growing because there's always going to be things that are new. There's mm -hmm. always going to be things that are emerging. There's always going to be things that are technologically advancing in almost every single area that you could think of on the planet at this point. Yeah. So Interesting. Yeah. It's very fascinating. I mean, that's these are three pretty much umbrella subjects where uh, legal issues relate to emerging tech. Okay. Well, how do we navigate that? What does that look like? Well, the way we navigate that is um, pretty much in two ways, okay? The industry is eventually going to self-regulate itself, mm -hmm. okay? It's going to monitor its own ad ad adherence to standards, including legal standards, and it's going to enforce those standards. So eventually, when somebody creates a product, a software, they're going to go, to a lawyer and they're gonna patent it and they're gonna copyright it. And then eventually the government, which is the second part here, they're gonna go and you know enact laws to regulate that as well. So we have the industry and then we have the government. And these are the two pieces of the puzzle that are gonna work together and that they're gonna cooperate with each other okay. during the process. And these are the two actors, like I said, that they're gonna help you know overcome the issues. And I guess self-regulation Industry level self-regulation. What what does that look like? Is that a is that a matter of professional organizations setting ethic standards, or is that something different? No, that's actually a very good question. Industry self-regulation is, I would say, anything that is done on the private level, and okay. so you have industries or for example, as a lawyer, uh, we have the state bar. Now, this is not any like. Uh, it's a privately owned organization of lawyers and oh, we self-regulate right? ourselves. Okay. So the legislator does not come in and tell us what to do. Gotcha. All they did was create the state bar of Texas and they say, look, look, the state bar of Texas, we're going to let y'all be independent. Y'all self-regulate yourself. Mm, and so okay. us lawyers, sense. we're very scared. We don't want to screw up yep. because if we do, and we do it a lot, then the legislator is going to come right back and say, oh, come back, guys. Looks like this whole independent thing didn't work out for you. <laughs> Now we're going to regulate you. Yeah, so that's why. So when we talk about self-regulation, we make our own ethics rules. Okay. You know, those guys out in Austin, they're not making those. Yeah. We're self-regulating. We're doing it to ourselves. And uh, and really, it's all it's a matter of uh, lawsuits. It's all about lawsuits. 
Hmm. And that's how self-regulation comes about because the law changes after the lawsuits. What happens now when somebody steals some information from his software or you know, all of that. You bring a lawsuit, you put it in front of a judge, it gets down to the Supreme Court, and then regulation starts taking place. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So all of this case law uh, starts taking place and starts molding how we deal with these. You know, somebody comes to me and says, hey, you know, gosh, I'm making a software here and uh, I'm not sure. Am I, am I, can I use some ideas and put them into this? I mean, this is new stuff. And then you know what I say? Let me take a look at the case law. Let me take a look at what the judge said in uh, William versus, you know, William versus whatever name you got, right? And then I take a look and I see what the judge said and I say, listen, I think it's better if you stay away from this and do that. And so the industry has just self-regulated itself. There's not even a law on the books. Hmm. Okay. That law is going to come back, you know, in the next legislative session when the legislator listens to these judges and puts it inside of the books. Hmm. This is very interesting, man. Yeah. I don't think any of us non-lawyer types understand all of that. That's uh, some eye-opening stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely uh, definitely some eye-opening stuff. And when you add it now into technology, it's just, it becomes, as they say, a playground. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, playground's a good word. And it's a good word because, you know, uh, I say this a lot on the podcast and I say it because it's true. We actually have data that, that backs it up. Construction industry in particular is fertile ground for technology right now. There's just not a lot. It's, it's behind. When you look at the the McKinsey reports that have come out about digital ma maturation of industries, uh, construction is just above agriculture. And um, that's at the very bottom of the list. So what you have is you have a playground. And so what you're seeing is, is if you go to Houston Exponential or Station Houston, you see a lot of these tech startups who are coming in to the construction space mm -hmm. to, to do all kinds of things that include things like drones, right? right. Surveillance right. that do things like uh, I saw one, uh, I can't remember the name of the company, but they had a, uh, they had an eye iris recognition device. So when the construction workers showed up to the job site, they looked in and got their eyeball scanned, and then that started their time. Oh. So, so the the level of technology that's coming out obviously falls right into this topic here of of legal and and what 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 impacts that legal legality would have on those things. So this has been a very interesting conversation, and uh, I've enjoyed it very much. Is there anything else you want to add? Uh, not really. I mean, I would just say. As a final conclusion here that uh, maybe leading into something else later, but really technology is going to impact how we plan projects, how you design projects, how you construct your projects. Yep, absolutely. And, and that's exactly that eyeball you were talking about. <laughs> so I can't imagine that going over too well on a job site. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just imagine. I, I don't know. I'm no, not sure. I can't imagine. We'll, we'll see. Who knows what the future holds, right? Just, just plan for the 12. <laughs> that's what I'll say. Yeah, about, yeah, absolutely. Plan for that jury to, to hear your case. So yeah. Yeah. Well, awesome, man. How can, uh, how can people get a hold of you? Yeah. I mean, you can just go up to, uh, Google, uh, type in Gerudi law and then I'm the thing that pops up. There's okay. no other Gerudis out there that right. practice law. So that's J A R O U D as in David I law. And then I'm on Facebook and all of that good stuff. Yeah. And, uh, just give me a call and We'll take care of your legal needs. Awesome. Yeah. And just a note here, uh, Joseph speaks Mandarin and Arabic in addition to English. So that's, that's right. Yeah. That's right. 
Well, fantastic, Joseph. Thank you so much for being on and uh, we'll keep this conversation going. I know you got a lot to add to it. Thanks, Robin. 